Welcome to Truly Nourish Podcast. My name is Shelby P and I am the presenter of Truly Nourished. The previous episode was one of vulnerability in which I shared in-depth details of my journey and battling mental illness. I also shared insight of how my previous lifestyle continued to lead me into the same negative cycles, which kept resulting in brokenness until I finally confessed and asked God to come into my life and make me whole. Prayerfully, my vulnerability has encouraged you to take an honest look at your life and consider whether or not your ways are truly pleasing to the Lord. Breaking cycles and eliminating bad habits are not easy tasks. They both require the constant work of God's hand paired with our genuine desire to do the work of obedience to see these miracles manifest in our lives. Honest confession and transparency in our prayer life is the most effective way to experience transformation as well as constantly abiding by the word of God. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Last month, I participated in a 21-day fast on behalf of the restoration for the city where I reside, Columbus, Ohio. It was a daily 12-hour fast from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. water only. I lasted consistently 17 days total. This was my first time fasting with these restrictions for that amount of time, both daily and entirely. It was a challenge because in all honesty, I like to eat. And I have a lot of work to do in this area. Seriously, when we are called or led to fast and make a vow to the Lord on behalf of a certain amount of time set aside for fasting, he wants us to remain faithful to it. I felt conviction not holding strong through the entire fast, but in the end, it taught me discipline for how to prepare and remain steadfast for plans of fasting in the future. The 17 days I did complete were done from a place of desperation where I wholeheartedly offered my heart unto God in attentiveness so that he could show me what needed to be confronted. The fast completely shifted my mind on behalf of what is going on in my heart during this season of my life. For the first week, I was a wreck. The Holy Spirit brought to light some ways in which my flesh has gotten in the way of my obedience. Let me just say this. No one can fool God. He knows everything that is in our hearts. The journey towards healing is not easy and at times can be painful, but it has many rewards. I encourage you to please admit to whatever you're struggling with or whatever things you may be trying to suppress or handle on your own. Even if you think you have a past or present life circumstance already figured out, I strongly encourage you to fast, even if it's just for a day, rather it be from food, social media, entertainment, or from whatever you spend much of your time doing to use that time to pray, read God's word, and sincerely ask God to show you where your heart needs refreshing. Acts 3 19 and 20 says, now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. 
Then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord, and he will again send you Jesus, your appointed Messiah. So often hidden roots of anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, jealousy, envy, and other negative emotional ailments easily get meshed with the acceptance of learning how to move forward in life without ever fully being expressed or most importantly, properly addressed. God brought to my attention some deeply rooted issues within myself, such as selfishness, greed, impatience, and unappreciation. I honestly felt embarrassed for him to address these issues. I thought I already had problems such as these done away with. However, God brought to my attention where the issues were slowly trying to resurface, not to bring me shame, but to correct me and remind me to remain close to him and not allow my flesh to get in the way. This lesson is hard. I am still in the classroom with the Holy Spirit, trying my best to go deeper in the relationship of giving God all of my heart. God corrects and disciplines his children because he loves us and desires that we be molded into the likeness and image of his son, Jesus Christ. Proverbs 3, 11 and 12 says, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son delights in. These issues being brought to my attention remind me in the truth found in Hebrews that Jesus is indeed the perfecter of our faith. Hebrews 12, one through three says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Lately, I have been struggling with perfection and control. God reminded me in his word that what he has called me to do doesn't define my salvation because it is by his grace through Jesus that I have been saved and have gained access to live in fellowship with him. Jesus was the only perfect human being who walked this earth as the living God and the journey of following Christ. It is very easy to get caught up in thinking that you have to appear to have it all together as well as others assuming that you already do. But the truth is at times the flesh still gets weak. Having a personal relationship with Jesus does not exempt you from hardships and the trials and tribulations that come along with life itself. In fact, the Bible mentions that as followers of Christ, we will endure hardship and persecution. Yet God's word will forever be our strength as well as time spent alone with the father in prayer. Second Timothy 3.12 says, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Our daily walk with God is about progress rather than perfection. I shared in the previous episode how I honestly struggle with being consistent. 
I truly aspire for Truly Nourished Podcast and this platform to grow and be more frequent. Yet monthly episodes have been my steady commitment for the time being. I'm still in process. However, when it comes to my personal relationship with God and my personal time spent with him, I put the most efforts in pursuing him daily and I encourage others to do the same. Life gets weary for any person trying to do it on their own. Truly Nourished Podcast is a platform to encourage everyone to pursue Jesus Christ at all times in prayer, as well as in the reading of God's word, and ultimately by desiring to seek relationships, atmospheres, along with a place of worship with other believers in order to add to the encouragement and accountability of remaining steadfast in our walk with Christ. It's important that fellowship amongst believers be built back up both in the church as well as in the communities, and this requires seeking God for oneself in order to allow God to lead us to where we belong in service to him. This leads me into today's episode entitled, Repentance Makes Room for Restoration. We live in a generation where the word repent has been made out to be an offensive word. There is a great amount of rebellion in society that has modeled the idea that humans are in total control and that we have the ability in our own capacity to fix anything that may be wrong in our lives. New age beliefs are found upon humanism, which provokes a self-righteous mindset that causes an individual to feel entitled to his or her own control in life. I once conformed to the same mentality in the past. During that season of my life, I believed that I was in control of how things happened to me. I reasoned with the false mentality that if I just focused on constantly doing good or being a positive person, that good would inevitably come back to me and that my actions determined my karma. It was in those moments that I felt content with knowing that others could consider me a good person because although I genuinely desired to live with good intentions, oftentimes I struggled with sincerity on the inside. I inspired people from a place of self-sufficiency, but later came to realize I had it all wrong because I was not encouraging people in the true source of Jesus Christ. I encouraged motives from human ability instead of spreading the truth in the gospel that Jesus is the source from where our ultimate help comes from. Humans in our own strength inevitably grow weak. And if our hearts are not properly aligned with God, We can do things that try and appear good, but it's still partially empty if our hearts are not reconciled to Christ in order to express actions that are pure and heartfelt with Christ's love abiding on the inside of us. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Psalms 73, 26 says, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3 says, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. 
if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Although most of my actions appeared nice, quite often my heart was far from my gestures. Externally, I was doing nice things, but inwardly, I harbored jealousy, bitterness, judgment, and insecurities about myself. I had never taken the time to really know myself or understand my heart, let alone recognize there were any issues within it because I had learned to mask the pain and my desire to remain in the company of others while being involved with drugs, sex, alcohol, and other unhealthy coping mechanisms. These ill feelings that I wrestled with were all being fed by my habits. Bad habits boosted these negative emotions because I had not come to the place of recognition that I was in need of healing. Many people aren't aware that pain, even from the most unfortunate circumstances, can be a cause that keeps us in the repetition of sin. Like every human being, I've had experiences from my childhood and traumas from my past that I didn't consider needed to be addressed growing up. But there comes a time in our lives when we have to take accountability and acknowledge that in order to obtain growth, we have to make a mature decision to go on the journey towards seeking real understanding about ourselves by addressing the younger version of ourselves that may still be struggling within. True healing is pursued by inviting Jesus Christ into our life situations in order to gain wisdom, clarity, and strength to pursue growth for the adult individual we are developing into. Obtaining healing requires accountability, boundaries, forgiveness to self, forgiveness towards others, even when there is no apology, and most importantly, asking for forgiveness unto God. All around repentance in our life makes room for the Father to come in and clean up house. In the early phase of my healing journey, I thought that what was required to make me better had to do with tangible things such as money and my possessions, relationship status, title, and everything external until God showed me that my needs were a matter of the heart and that what I required were needs that could only be met by him. I had to make the tough decision to let some things go and some people go so that I could find me. In order to grow, we have to first confess to God that we need him, then repent and ask God to forgive us for the times we try to do things on our own and try to be our own God. I witnessed on Instagram a while back a clip from a sermon by Ty Tribbett. He shared the importance of repentance, mentioning that when we don't repent, it prevents us from going to the next level. He said, and I quote, You don't need to be delivered just to stop those things, worldly things, habits, and sins, but you need to be delivered to start some things. When we get selfishly consumed with repentance as only letting go of something we rather hold on to, rather it be out of rebellion or comfort, we miss the opportunity to embrace God's ability to replace, restore, and upgrade us in the process of having let go. 
if we consider repentance as an opportunity towards what we have to gain in the moment of sincere confession to be taken to the next level, more individuals will be encouraged to develop the willingness towards making important changes in their lives. Proverbs 28, 13 says, people who conceal their sins will not prosper, but if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. We have to cast our pain on the Lord as well as relinquish pride and rebellion to him. Jesus cares about us. We have to learn to come against and oppose spirits of rebellion, pride, and stubbornness and combat them with God's word to allow the Holy Spirit to ultimately guide our lives. Substance abuse, sex, food, entertainment, and other worldly comforts lack the ability to cure a heart that needs restoration and refreshing. It's very possible to be alive, yet be spiritually dead. I have witnessed this personally. At one time, I lived my life in an unmindful manner, not living according to the plans and purpose God had for me. I have said this truth many times in these few episodes and will say it again. God has created every individual on this earth with a purpose, but it can only be found in true relationship with Jesus Christ. Outside of him, we are nothing. We have to wake up and recognize that in order to change, we have to seek God's face and not just his hand. Ephesians 5.14 says, this is why it is said, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We can no longer make excuses and continue to take God's grace and mercy for granted. It only hinders and stunts our own growth. God has held back with individuals and what the world truly deserves for a very long time, because he wants people to have the opportunity to repent, come to him, and turn back to him if they have turned away. 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Notice the verse doesn't say some people, but everyone. This scripture proves that God didn't create people with the intentions of placing anyone on earth just to send them to hell. He has given every human being free will. We have the choice to choose who and what we want to serve and how we want to live our lives in order to experience real joy, real love, and real peace. We have to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and turn from our evil ways. Galatians 5.13 says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Galatians 5.16-26 says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. 
But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. I rededicated my life back to Christ in 2020, and I still wrestle with my flesh daily. However, when we live with the desire to gratify the flesh and constantly act on these selfish desires without sincere remorse or repentance, then we are allowing ourselves to be removed further away from God. Keeping in step with the Spirit is about sincerely walking with God and learning how to crucify our flesh by reading and obeying God's Word, as well as spending time with Him and setting aside opportunities to fast to go deeper with Him in the Spirit. I desperately desire to keep following God to an even deeper level in order to overcome my habit of overeating. Gluttony is a sin. We can try and compare one sin to the next, but sin is sin, period. And this is a bad habit that I have wrestled with for a very long time. I have to daily repent and ask God to forgive me for allowing my appetite to be my comfort when it should be him at all times. I share my personal struggles on this podcast, not just to tell my business, but because striving to be more like Jesus is not easy. But in the process, God has set me free from many habits and healed so many hurts from my past as I have finally learned to constantly let go. I've been freed and redeemed from abusing drugs and alcohol, partaking in premarital sex, pornography, practicing homosexuality, lying, stealing, and many other faults. I've been there. Like I shared earlier, I have always tried my best to be a better person, but it took honest confession to God to have my motives checked. I believe I will overcome gluttony as long as I strive to keep God as my focus. He is not finished with me. And if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. Philippians 1, 6 says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I want to encourage you today to repent and ask God into your life so that he can heal you and refresh your heart. We are living in times where so many things are being advertised and persuaded as the answer to our most deepest and desperate needs. I'm here to share the truth that the real answer is found in Jesus Christ alone. God wants to change your situation, but we have to acknowledge that our way of handling our brokenness is no longer the solution. 
We have to confess that we are only human and don't have the power to be our own God like we so often think that we can. Become vulnerable with God and admit that it's time to do it his way because it is by his wisdom and strength where actual change occurs. I have to make this decision too. One of my favorite scriptures that come to mind that is very helpful is found in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. He can and he will. Repent in times of refreshing will surely come from the Lord. This journey will get rough, but we can do all things through Christ because he will never leave us, nor will he forsake us. Continue to give yourself grace. Remember to give others grace in their journey as well. And no matter what, keep pressing forward in the Lord. Thank you for listening. Remain encouraged. And I look forward to being with you again on another episode of Truly Nourished Podcast.